Welcome to Medical Sales Live, the number one resource for breaking into medical sales and building your career. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. My name is John Akers, and I'm with the Medical Sales College. I'm the Chief Operating Officer, and we have two special guests with us today. Gentlemen, welcome. Carrie Loban and Randy Renners from Boston Scientific. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, John. Thanks for being here. We certainly appreciate it. Guys, tell us, why don't you tell the audience your roles at Boston Scientific and, and what you do for the company? I'm the Director of Corporate Accounts. We're representing Health Trust. It's a GPO, a large organization that does a lot of contracting for some very large hospital systems in the country. Uh, I've been with Boston Scientific 21 years now and uh, live, out, live here in Tampa, Florida. And I've worked my way up from sales to management to uh, director over the course of 21 years. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. That's awesome, Kerry. Thank you so much. I think everyone in the business knows who Health Trust is for sure, no doubt. Randy? That they do. My name is Randy Renners. I'm a vice president of corporate accounts. I've been with Boston Scientific coming up on 28 years in a variety of sales roles from being in field sales to a little over 20 years now um, in the corporate accounts arena, calling on the largest GPOs and healthcare systems in the U.S. Randy, tell us a little bit about Boston Scientific. If you've been there for 28 years, uh, there's got to be something great about that company. I will tell you what I love most about it. It's, it's a collaborative culture across eight business units, and it's, um, it's a highly competitive, energetic company that, that really just gives individuals an opportunity to thrive, that, that love competition, love selling, love being in that type of environment. Fantastic. Well, Carrie, with 20 plus years, um, I think you've got some experience there as well. Tell us what you love about Boston Scientific. Randy hit it on the head. It's about competition and, and the challenges that uh, a, a meaningful job presents itself. So, Randy, with the experience that you have it, with Boston Scientific, Tell us about uh, your role as a hiring manager when you were hiring sales reps. And what then, what did you look for then, and what does Boston look for now when you think about those key attributes and skill sets for a successful sales rep? So, John, I would say somebody that just really embraces the industry, the business, the segment that they're within, that strives to, to learn as much as they can so that they can then apply that knowledge with the customer. Someone that's really good at, at you know, high energy that can build relationships very quickly. Someone that knows their product as well as the competitor's product inside and out that can really demonstrate the tangible benefits or, or differences between the two products and the benefits of, of the Boston Scientific product would be some of the key attributes that I'd identify. That's great, Randy. Carrie, I know you've been in that position as well. What would you say are those key skill sets and attributes to a successful sales rep? I used to tell new hires that you'll never know as much as a doctor knows. And your goal, your goal is never to become a doctor or a nurse even. But you should be an expert in the devices you're responsible for. And if you can learn your competitors' devices, you'll be that much more effective. Because there will be times where you're in a lab or the hospital where they're using your competitors' device. And if you can actually help them use it, if you know, you're products aren't being used, man, that's going to bring that much more value to them as, as a person involved in the lab. Um, I would also tell you that the, besides uh, the personality and the, and, the, and the person who likes challenges is somebody who demonstrates a lot of fearlessness. And the best leaders are the ones who aren't afraid to, you know, be walking by a, a break room full of doctors and say, you know, good morning. What are you guys, uh, you know, what are you guys doing? Talk about regular news, you know, the topics in the news or talk about a study if it happens to be something they could all share in common with you. Um, it's that fearlessness that will separate you from everybody else. 
Gentlemen, that was great insight as to those skills and attributes that successful reps have. And if you've been doing it for a while, even if you've been doing it for a short period of time, uh, chances are pretty high that, you know, we've all had that instance with a rep or multiple reps that, that haven't worked out, right? So how would you summarize those, those uh, characteristics of, of really when reps fail, they fail because of... You know, John, I'd say, um, you know, individuals that struggle, that we brought on board that struggle, tend to not be as prepared as those that, that do perform well. And, you know, prep, uh, preparation's a pretty broad definition. It's the preparation that you do just, again, to understand the industry and understand your product, the competitive product, um, what strengths you have over a competitor, but it's the preparation that you do for each individual call that you go on. It's do you know the customer that you're going into? Do you know their hot buttons? Do you know, you know the key questions that you're going to ask, the follow-up questions to those? You know, I think that in general, I think it's the preparation that, that really defines the success that someone's initially going to have. It's really tough to see repeatable success when you're just flying by your cuff, right? Um, that preparation is key. Kerry, what's been your observations? It's a good question because the, the failures that I've seen are the ones that the people aren't themselves. In other words, when we come into the world of sales, there's a misconception that you have to be a certain something that makes people, uh, you have to persuade people in a way that is not comfortable. And, and what I mean is when you, don't, when you lack that ability to build a relationship with somebody, either a physician, a nurse, or a staff member, and just by getting to know them, and instead you're constantly trying to sell, 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 you lose those opportunities to sell. You sh people shut down in those environments. I'd also say that not having the resources or not being resourceful to go find answers that maybe somebody may have for you or not being um, very efficient in getting what you need to be successful. It's the, it's the reps that come in counting on the manager to do all the heavy lifting or you know their, their support staff. It's dependent on each of us to be our own you know, dependent um, team member. Uh, in, in delivering what we have to for the sake of those patients or the staff. Those are sincerely two golden nuggets right there because, I, I, you know, I was coached early in my career about the importance of authenticity, right, and, and not being robotic, right, that, that you, you, can, you can almost be so prepared that you become robotic versus that of being normal and human and being willing to be vulnerable and make a mistake but yet not be you know, flying from the cuff or, or ill-prepared for something like that. There's a fine line in that, isn't that's right. there? That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. It's, sales by nature is about building connections with people to get them to understand what you're doing. And by the way, in medical sales, you're dealing with, you're trying to persuade physicians who have been brought up in their own world to only rely on certain devices. And you're trying to change them from what they know is comfortable. And so you can't do it overnight. It's about planting seeds and developing that relationship of trust and being able to be convincing in ways that I have uh, clinicals to prove it. I have, I'll demonstrate it in a procedure. I'll, I'll get your staff to support it. You have, there's a whole algorithm of, of, of things that have to be done to build that trust, to build that confidence for a doctor to try your device. So Carrie, that is great advice around how to be successful. Tell us about some of the elements in your background, some of the experiences that you've had that have been really foundational to your success. I mentioned earlier that competition and at least the sports background has really been critical 
in my adapting to the sales world because it helps me spiritually, emotionally. Same thing in sales. If you continue to work on your technique, you work on your role playing, you work on your knowledge, and you can achieve goals. In sales, it's, it's your number. It's your, it's, your, it's your installation of a product that a hospital's never seen before or, or they've never used before. It's whatever that goal is, it translates from sports clearly. The second thing that comes to mind is in sales, uh, especially coming out of uh, retail goods, I couldn't see the, the, maybe the joy that my end user was re uh, realizing from the sale of the products we were merchandising through stores. With medical devices, you can actually see your product working. You know, you're actually enhancing somebody's quality of life, you're maybe improving them, you're offering a therapy they wouldn't otherwise have. That is meaningful, and that, that to me, it separated the old sales life I had to the, to the medical device sales life that I live in now, and it's, it makes it for a much wonderful place. Absolutely, making a difference in patient lives, exactly. no doubt. Randy? Right on. Well, I'm, Carrie, I'm gonna continue with the theme of competition. So um, I played football um, all my life through college um, in a shameless plug for the Butler Bulldogs. I know it's a basketball school, but um, I played football at Butler. And I will tell you, so many um, of the lessons I learned um, translate over into the medical device industry from the work ethic to the drive to the competitive element of it into just honing your skill and, and getting better each and every day with practice. And the last thing I'll say about it is that just the teamwork. When, when you're an athlete, you're typically on a team. And the medical device industry is very much like that. You, your company is your team. Your region is your team. You have just various teams that, that you participate within. And you, you learn to be a good team player by playing sports. You do that same thing in the professional world. It translates over to that. Folks, that is sage advice coming from uh, two incredible veterans in the medical device industry. Can you describe the impact that the industry and this opportunity, as you've grown with Boston Scientific and in the business, what this opportunity has meant for you, what it's meant for your families, what it's meant for your children, right? Just the impact that it's had on your lives. Yeah, so so that's a great question, John. I love it. Um, it, it has allowed me to grow in a way that I don't think I would have grown not being in the medical industry. It, it can give you opportunity in your life that you otherwise wouldn't have. If you're truly good at sales, you'll be good at managing the objectives, objectives and goals that you have in your personal life as well. And if, if you do that in your professional life, you'll meet those goals in your personal life. And they should be, you know, nothing's wrong with being financially oriented because those objectives um, will fulfill those needs or at least those goals to make save and spend money correctly. Um, and Boston Scientific, or at least medical device centers, provided that for, for me. It, it, it is life-changing. It is uh, the trajectory of your children that you all have been able to provide is not only life-changing for them, but life-changing generational for how they will be able to impact um, you know, the lives of their families and the communities for which they live in. So gentlemen, congratulations, great job. What counsel would you give to uh, an individual who was seeking to enter the device market today? Take a genuine interest in it. Taking, uh, insofar in as ask as many people as you can, they're either connected or already in the business to learn as much as you can about it. It's not for everybody. It's, it's, it can be uncomfortable. And if you're the type of person that, that relishes an uncomfortable situation and wants to find out as much as they can, you'll be perfect for it. That's great, that's great. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. 
That's Randy? One, that's a great one. The, the only thing I'd add to that is just be passionate about what you want. Be, be passionate. It's a, uh, it's a highly competitive industry. And if you do have that passion, if you've got that genuine interest in it, and you feel you have the ability to thrive, you know, throw yourself into it as best you can and, and you know, get the training that you need, get the development that you need, and you most likely will, will be successful. Gentlemen, thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. It's been a pleasure having you here at the headquarters in Tampa. Uh, we really appreciate that. So it's with that that we thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Medical Sales Live. And until the next one, we wish you all the best. Thanks for tuning in to Medical Sales Live. Remember to like and subscribe to this channel for the latest in all things medical sales.